Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Hello, it's your host, Urban Leah from Beer to the Bible. I am so happy to be back in the seat again, and I got my good friend, partner, and local expert as it relates to the secret sin. Mm. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back here with you again. <laughs> hey, man, I'm I'm about to put my seatbelt on because okay. it is going down. And as we always do, we do want to anchor you in the word of the living God. So we're going to have Chris do the honors today. So the verse today comes from um, Psalms 139. 14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Mm, mm. We have to let that one sink in mm. a lot because we know that our enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm. And he does that a lot of times by attacking our identity and attaching yes. our identity to things other than Christ Jesus, yes. other than Christ Jesus. So we all need to remember that we're made in God's image. We mm. are fearfully and wonderfully made because our enemy is constantly attacking our identity and our image. hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, uh, one of the things that it's, he's attacking it through is through how the black community is being portrayed Mm -hmm. by a lot of stereotypes that on the whole we're trying to work against, mm -hmm. you know, and change. Yeah. But that porn sells and markets and, and is gaining traction mm -hmm. in perpetuating the stereotypes that like, rather than being fearfully, wonderfully made, like the verse we just talked about there, the black community is being made less than human. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and and like, you know, that a lot of people like porn isn't hurting body, mm -hmm. you know, but like when we're looking at our brother, who's my brother, you know, it's mm -hmm. like what Jesus talks about, yeah. you know, is that that material that's on there makes, again, the black male, the black female yeah. less than the person next to them, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And like, if, if I'm not, you know, conscious of that, like I'm, I can't go in to it just, well, I'm not going to pay attention to that, or I don't yeah. think that and everything. You're being exposed to that, yeah. which is what Satan, you know, would what want, want, you, want you to think that like, you know, yeah. is that just because I'm not watching that, you know, doesn't mean that, yeah. you know, doesn't mean that like, that's not, that's not me. That's not who I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to step back just a second. I'm going to root us in today. We're talking about the secret sin. 
the secret sin, mm. whether it's in the church, outside the church, what we're seeing is porn is more prevalent than ever before. We had Chris on and we talked about it for two episodes and the response was great. So we wanted to talk about it again because Chris and I both love the Lord, but we mm. also know the reality is, is porn has infiltrated the church Mm -hmm. with not only the men, but also gaining a foothold with the women. And it's actually helping a vehicle that Satan is using to mm -hmm. destroy marriages and also that is detrimental to families uh, at large. And I want to share some stats with you guys. So it says over 40 million Americans regularly visit porn sites. Yeah. 40 million Americans. Yeah. Um, it says there are a total of 42 million porn sites, uh, 370 million pages. This is a mind-blowing fact. Mm -hmm. The porn industry's annual revenue is more than the yes. NFL, the NBA, yep. and Major League Baseball combined. Yep. Is that yep. not amazing? And then this is the one. And part of the reason we're doing the show, 47% of families in the United States reported that pornography is a problem in their home. Yep. Wow. So, guys, that's the undergirding and the foundational reasons why I could go on and on. But we want to talk about this because Chris has shared his testimony and how he overcame the power of, of uh, addiction to porn. So we want to get right into it. Mm. And there's this element, guys, that isn't talked about much, is that you have not only rap music that is a vehicle at which they're using to destroy the Black community and people that look like me, mm. then you layer on porn as an addiction and then you undergird all of that with mm -hmm. alcoholism and drug addiction mm -hmm. then you find and see the state that we find ourselves in as the black community so we're gonna uh go across a range and a latitude of issues today so let's what are your opening thoughts and comments chris you know like i i i'm all for you know wanting people to be seen as fearfully wonderfully made because it breaks down the walls of like division because we're all an expression of you know um of god mm -hmm. and and whether uh i was an old song i used to sing in like in sunday school growing up but like it talked about basically it highlighted the different um ethnicities we all represent mm -hmm. by our skin color and we're all like yeah one we're all the yeah. same you know yeah and like that's what we need to be you know encouraging that's yeah. what we need to like being loving our brother mm -hmm. and our brother is not the color of our skin yeah. but our brother is you know um that we're in christ you know and yeah. everything and so that i think when porn like just reemphasizes the differences mm -hmm. you know or the less than less than uh equal mm -hmm. you know the less valuable yeah. and, and like if we're trying to like love our our our, our brother our neighbor and everything yeah. 
Like this goes backwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, you know, there's so much there around mm -hmm. the issue of our, I like to say our ethnic makeup. Right. And so many times it's, I'm a white Christian. I'm a black Christian. Why not just Christian? Why yeah. not yeah. just Christian? And I realized when I attach anything to my identity other than Christ himself, yes. the thing that I put before Christ becomes my idol, Yes, becomes my idol. And that's a reality I really didn't want to face. And we don't like to talk about that, right? Mm. But the kingdom of God is every tongue, every tribe, and every nation. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The, the Bible that we say we all love says that. So we must apply that. And mm. that could be whether it's the church, it's music, it's life. Mm. What I have found is the enemy has done a good job of making us kind of tolerant and passive around porn and porn engagement and addiction. Uh, my question is, why is that? And how has he done that? I think I think that, you know, we just buy into that porn is just a individual thing. It's yeah. just helping me, yeah. be, you know, uh, learn how to be more sexual, mm -hmm. you know, um, because my parents didn't teach me, yeah. you know, or it's not really harming anyone and yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that like the more that that's believed, the yeah. more it affects you know, yeah. behavior and what you move towards and everything. Yeah. So you accept, you know, these things. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at different porn categories and some of them are broken down by uh, racial uh, categories, is that you can, because you're, you're, you're disconnecting yeah. from, you know, your own feelings, mm -hmm. you know, your mm -hmm. own, you know, uh, awareness of how these things affect you. And then like, you don't know inadvertently how it affects how you see your neighbor, yeah. you know, how yeah. you see, you know, other, mm -hmm. other people groups, you know, mm -hmm. and everything or, or females or whatever it is yeah. and stuff versus seeing again, as all of us are fearfully, wonderfully made. Yeah. And so I think that continued exposure, yeah. you know, is, is what like starts to change our brain wiring, yeah. you know, and then like, we just get, we normalize it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're watching more and more things that like take away the value of other people yeah. and they, we, they all become objects, Yes, you know? And so if I don't see you as a person, yeah. you know, and everything, then I can sexualize you as much as I want, Yeah, you know, yeah. because then we buy into that and then we see it played out in our life. Yeah. We see the disrespect for the women or your wife or mm -hmm. the women that you're dating, mm -hmm. whatever that is. And as I engage men um, around the topic of porn, there are so many who are engaging in mm -hmm. it. Getting them to surrender that mm -hmm. and then getting them to say, hey, how do I get help? Yeah. I struggle with that. There yeah. are guys that I know and, and women that I know as well where it is a problem mm -hmm. getting them to admit that this has become an addiction. Yeah. It, it's, it's passed over. And when it becomes an addiction, 
it starts to control you, right? You're yeah. looking at it at work. Yeah, you're looking yeah. at it instead of spending time with your family. That's the addictive part. So how do we create safe spaces for one to get help? And then how do we make it okay to say, I have an issue and I'm surrendering that to the yeah. church, the pastor, the leadership, and how do I get help and where do I get help? I, I think, you know, um, I think a lot of people approach this issue of, of sexual addiction in a, like, because the uncomfortability of the, of the, of the subject of sex in general yeah. is that there's not an, uh, a, a comfortability with opening, opening and talking about it. Yeah. And so, um, we, we apply whatever we know, if we have a struggle with that particular area yeah. and stuff, and why don't you just stop, you know, yeah. you know, the consequences, Yeah. but like, you know, when someone has been in any behavior for a long time, you know, mm -hmm. and everything, it's not <laughs> simply just stop, you know, yeah. and everything, because yeah. I've, I've met many people that have stopped, mm -hmm. you know, and then they go back, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and I think, you know, the church, you know, being like partnering with people in the process, yeah. you know, and understanding that like the longer someone has been in this behavior, the more, you know, uh, in James, you know, it talks about lust gives birth to sin, sin gives birth to death, yeah. that like death affects your emotional health, mm -hmm. your relational health, your spiritual health, your mental health. Yeah. And so the longer someone's been in something, mm -hmm. you know, then it's not just the behavior now. The church has got to be ready to come alongside and go, oh, this is the, the first step is helping them, uh, you know, yeah. stop it, yeah. you know, and it's not, it, I'm not being simplistic, it's not just stopping it, but like recognizing the impact that's had on your life. Yeah. And then understand that this is a process. Yes. Just like discipleship is, yeah. you know, of like walking out of this. Yeah. You yeah. know, and not yeah. being surprised if like, you know, they fall back on all ways. I'm not saying that there's not accountability. And, and support, but like not applying a unilateral, you know, mentality mm -hmm. towards how you help someone struggling, you know, mm -hmm. because the shame that comes with that, yeah. you know? Well, and when we look at our church, mm -hmm. we have these different pastors and sometimes I think we have to realize that some of these addictions, problems, issues, mm -hmm. sins, while we need the pastoral care, mm -hmm. we also need people who have been educated, who are doctors, who are counselors, who mm -hmm. are PhDs in this area. And you can find them that love the Lord if you want Christian counseling, but it goes past the ability of mm -hmm. a pastor loving you from a pastoral care standpoint. Yeah. And we need to go to the professionals. Yeah. Thoughts yeah. on that? I mean, I, I agree. Like it, it's, it's, um, there's often what I feel, what I've witnessed is a, a lack of skills for a, a variety of things, you know, mm -hmm. of like how to deal with emotions, how to deal with unprocessed trauma, mm -hmm. how to deal with, um, understanding your identity in the Lord, like how you're fearfully, wonderfully made, you mm -hmm. know? And so if you are not aware of those things, or understanding like how that plays a, a role mm -hmm. in adding to these behaviors and everything. Mm -hmm. And then you're just simply seeing it as a behavior yeah. that is harmful and everything. You miss a big part of like, you know, why they're going to in the first place. Yeah. You know, if it was simply a behavior, they stop, yeah. you know, and everything. Yeah. But like, you know, 
is is be, that that awareness that like this you know solves so many different problems yeah you know that like going to someone else and asking for help is the first step because often those people are so afraid of opening up and trusting someone else yeah because they never have yeah you know and everything yeah. so so what i've seen is it's not all of this but a lot of people that come from porn dealing with porn addiction come from families when there's not a lot of emotional connection yeah they often feel like they have to process everything alone mm-hmm. and deal with everything alone so mm. even opening up to church leadership even opening up to a pastor is a big deal yeah for them because they're trusting someone yeah. that, that to be vulnerable with yeah you know and they've never done that probably yeah. uh, on, on as a behavior or i mean sorry as a habit yeah you know and so if a if there's not again a, a recognition of like this is just one step. Thank you for opening up. I know that was a lot. Yeah, you know, to, to share that. Let's let's partner you with someone that can help you in the journey. Yeah, you know, and everything because you have you have things that you that you need to grow in that that I don't know how to give you. Yeah, you know, and everything. And yeah. like this is for your this is for your good. Yeah, you know, and everything. It changes your it changes not just your life, but it changes your family. Yeah, I when I came back to the church. And I got out of treatment. I'll never forget. I met a pastor and Pastor Jim, I love you. And I was dumping all my stuff because mm-hmm. I had a lot, right? I wasn't mm-hmm. really healed and I'm working through root issues and causes. And I'm talking to him and he never once started preaching the gospel. What he did was he showed me a great deal of empathy. Yes. yes. Empathy. And then he educated me, Mm. but it was the love, the Mm. compassion and the empathy first, right? He knew I had all this stuff and I was giving it to him, but man, he was loving me first. Mm -hmm. And the more he loved me, the more my trust level for him came up and I felt comfortable saying, well, I got this, I got this, I got that. And he was never like judgmental. It was, he he kept, man, that empathy. And I want to encourage our pastors, our church leaders, Mm. our counselors. Look, when someone comes to you with a problem, they know they got the problem, Mm. but don't forget the love. Don't forget the empathy. Our world lacks love and empathy and compassion. And I love in the Bible, it says Jesus saw them and he had compassion. They were like sheep without a shepherd. So we can't forget the love. Yes. Yes. It it makes me think, you know, the woman with blood for, you know, 10 years. Yeah. And Luke and like, you know. She slinked into the crowd, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And in Levitical law, she should have been ringing a bell. Yeah. You know, and everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm unclean. I'm unclean. You know? Yeah. And so after he felt some of his, you know, power leave him, mm-hmm. you know, he turns around to his disciples and yeah. says, Who was it that touched me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they all say, Well, Lord, there's so many people around you. But like he drew attention to her. Mm-hmm. But like this woman has already done something against the law yeah is that she doesn't want to be noticed yeah even though she's healed yeah and so but jesus then he talks with her he's mm-hmm. the writer of luke says he tells her she tells him like all the things the doctors that he she had gone to for all those years and everything and and like you know how that affected her 
it, it made me like really, really sad with this. And it's like, Jesus already healed her. Yeah. What else was like, he was on the way to see Jairus, you know, yeah. Jairus's daughter. Yeah. And he stopped and waited, mm -hmm. you know, and she already been physically healed. Mm -hmm. Like what, what was the 10 years of saying, I'm unclean, I'm unclean done to her, yeah. you know? And like that compassion that you're talking about, you know, mm -hmm. is like, how do we see as counselors, as pastors, as lay people beyond the problem and yeah. to the person yes. is that this identity that they've carried that mm -hmm. I'm unclean, yeah. I'm not worthy, you know, yeah. and everything is that when they present the problem, you know, is that, do we see the problem or we see the person? Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. Jesus did, yeah. you know, with woman with blood, you yeah. know, is that you are not unclean. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's so good. And I would say if you have a, a spouse or anyone mm -hmm. suffering from any type of addiction, whether that be porn, drugs, alcohol, is be patient in the process. Yes. We yes. want, I want, the world want, I remember when I was in my addiction, I wanted to be fixed and I wanted a quick fix. Yeah. And my yeah. parents wanted, my wife, we, hey, fix them, mm -hmm. fix them. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes God can't touch you and you be fixed. That wasn't my journey. So I would say and encourage you be patient in the process, yes. but get them into a process and don't expect them, whether they go to treatment, inpatient, outpatient, whatever's happening, mm -hmm. counseling, mm -hmm. for them to just be fixed overnight. Mm. But that's, that is so good. That is so good. Is that um, when you see it just as a problem, or, or you see it as something to be fixed, you don't see the person, mm, you know, mm, and everything miss it. is that, is that, you know, then when the problem is fixed, yeah, that person is still hurting. Yeah. You know, that person is not still being seen. Yeah. Is that like in the growth, you know, in the encouragement, as you see the person, like you talked about, you know, that pastor that showed up for you and loved you and everything yeah. is that I find that more people they understand, like, like, how they're valued as a person, they understand their identity. Yeah. That's what they're filled with. And then yeah. they don't, they don't, it's not just stopping the behavior. They're filled with something that is lasting. Yeah. You know, they're filled with worth. Yeah. They're filled with value. They're seen yeah. as a person, yeah. you know, for maybe the first time in their life yeah. and everything. Yeah. And like, this stuff doesn't hold the candle anymore. You no. know, it, it's like, like, this is what I've always wanted. Just yeah. like the woman with blood, like, I'm, I'm seen. Yeah. I'm unclean. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loved, yep. you know, and everything like, and Jesus is not afraid to sit with me. Yeah. So like, how do we sit with people? Like, so it's not, I'm fixed mm -hmm. is that on your days when you relapse and whatever the way it is, maybe not necessarily like, uh, the old behavior, maybe it's just dealing with your feelings, dealing with like communication, dealing with coping skills. And you don't do what is, you know, what you've been told by your counselor, what the marriage counselors told you, what the treatment center has said. Yeah. Are you gracious? Yeah. You know, yeah. In the process of like learning and yeah. growing, you yeah. know, and everything. It's that this person is committed to growing. How do you support them when they fall? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that shame one is like when a brother falls, there's yeah. no one there to pick him up. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. How can we pick each other up? Yeah. And, and, and not project this image of, I'm going to call it, religious perfection because mm. come on guys it, it bible clearly says yeah. all have sinned all have gone astray 
Some people are more vocal about their testimony in the Lord. And I think sometimes there's this air we get in certain religious areas and places mm -hmm. where everyone's upright and, oh, I've never done anything yeah. Yeah. when that's not real, true, and authentic. And a part of making one comfortable and coming clean and releasing and admitting to secret sin is you being real and authentic and say, hey, man, my struggle may not have been or be that, but let me give you my testimony. Let me show you mm -hmm. here where I was deep in the pit and the Lord lifted me up yes. out. Yes. And it is only by his power and yes. his grace and mercy that I sit here mm. before you mm. restored, not perfect, yeah. but perfect yeah. in Christ and being perfected. Yes. Because then a person goes, wow, I can relate to that because then guess what? I'm mm. struggling with this. Yes. And then you walk them out on how to get help. But as long as the porn addiction, the drinking stays in the closet, mm. then you can't get healing. And the enemy just continues to kill, steal, destroy, distract, yes. Yes. create discontentment mm. and discord in your marriage, in your life, and in your finances, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so so we, we let's be our most real, authentic, and true Christian selves yeah. when dealing with a brother or sister who's going through pain or agony. To me, that's kind of step one. That and that empathy and compassion mm -hmm. to step two, then allowing Chris to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. I mean, I think that that vulnerability piece is like a part of like humility, mm. you know, mm, is that, you know, yeah. is that I don't have it all figured out, yeah. you know, yeah. is that if I'm approaching you humility like Jesus did, uh -huh. he, he sought to be a servant to all. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if like even in counseling, even in whatever it is, like we're talking about this issue of porn addiction is, I don't know how to deal with this, but I'll come alongside you, you yeah, know? Like yeah. I'll come like, or, or you know, like I, I, the only thing that we control is ourselves, Yeah, you know? And if we're willing to, you know, be honest with ourselves and be humble and we meet people where they're at mm -hmm. and everything, that's, that's something approachable. That's something mm -hmm. like, you know, where people, there's not an air of like, you know, I, I, we have it all figured out, you know, yeah. or, or, yeah. or we know what, you know, how we're going to fix things, you know, yeah. like we've yeah. talked about. Yeah, fix that, it. No, no, we're, we're, we're in the process too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and yeah. we're going to walk with you yeah. in this and yeah. everything. Yeah. And, and that's good. That's a good, um, closing out point mm. because what we're going to do is this is such a rich dialogue that we're going to come back and we're going to have part two of the secret sin, the secret sin that we must bring to light. We must bring it to light mm -hmm. so that then God can give us the love, the grace, the mercy by the power of the Holy Spirit. He will lead you, counsel you mm -hmm. and guide you mm -hmm. through the process to get healing, not only for you physically, but spiritually and most importantly for your soul and for your emotions mm. to restore you to the life, the abundant life yes. that Christ Jesus died to give you. So we also, I must say this, please like, share, comment, 
because I know that some of the topics that we touch on, addiction, mm-hmm. uh, drinking, drug abuse, these are tough things, but we have to talk about them as believers and as the church. So we love you and may God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.